feels like, you know, you get on a spirit plane and it's like, all right, is everybody ready to pedal? Because if we don't, we can't take off. And you're like, what the fuck? Flintstone <laughs> okay. style. That's it's hilarious. Not okay. That it's is like, hilarious. Yeah, it's like the NYPD means I will knock your punk ass down. Bringing it down. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Big KC, y'all. Bringing it down. Who's the man? Who's the man? Big KC, y'all. I could have been at a barbecue. Pack of tropical fruit bubblicious and some Skittles. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fresh Podcast of LA, a Will Smith Appreciation Podcast. I'm your host, Mickey Spicy, and this week, unfortunately, Tony could not join us, but we are joined by the greatest, the greatest co-host that I have had. Don't tell Tony. <laughs> oh yeah, no, well, it's different, it's different. It's different. Battlestar Galactica, Daniel Jerome. That is right, me, Daniel Jerome, a.k.a. Battlestar Galactica, a.k.a. I will stop. I'm not going to do them all. No, do it. Do it. You got to do oh, it. Really? Purveyor of Petty. Yes, I, I, yes, yes. I forgot to look it up. <laughs> a.k.a. Purveyor of Petty, a.k.a. the Controversial Conversationalist, a.k.a. the Bicon. I can go on for hours, but I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Daniel, I'm so pleased to see you. Uh, we used to host some shows together over at that hashtag show. You always bring a smile on my face. Yes. Always a bring, bringing a laughter to my heart. <laughs> I love Breaking my book bag. Yeah, I miss not doing a show with you right now, and it's, like, killing me. But it's like, here you are. You're, you're pretty much, like, the, the, the showrunner of Illuminati. So, like, nothing gets done unless you're like, yeah, okay, we'll greenlight that show. Or, eh, let's work on that a little bit. And that's behind the scenes. Sorry. I'm just going to point that no, out. No, that's, that's you Okay. You're, you're the executive producer. You're running things. So it's like, all right, that's great. But now I am still just talent, and it's looking like, ah, I would love to see you on something. or But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I just um, – I, I like doing Talking Head shows, which, guys, we're part of the Illuminati, the entertainment outlet. Um, we were kind of like uh, – we fleshed out of hashtag show. Um, so I'm just trying to find my thing when I go back on the camera. I've been kind of doing Twitch streaming, um, and of course going to the podcast world here, which you've kind of been making your mark on, uh, producing, uh, so sh some shows for Rat House Productions. Definitely. Right? Definitely. That's something that I love doing. I, I, podcasts are a huge thing for me. I've always loved them, but it's like, hey, I want to get these great podcast ideas out. I want people yeah. to see and hear them because this is stuff that, like, these conversations are great, and if you can just bottle them in a moment in time, people can listen to them forever. So that's exactly what a podcast is. So exactly, just, all to the world. I remember being younger, and my mom would listen to like Howard Stern or other talk radio. I'm like, this is so boring. What is the appeal of listening to people talk on the on your commute? Oh and no! And I have a whole library of podcasts. <laughs> no way! I was always into like real good talk radio so Howard Stern was big for me um I mean when I was young uh, growing up in New York it was Stretch and Bobito you know and it was music but yo that was also like kind of like a 
talk radio thing because yeah. they would break down music, have people come in. There was one time Method Man came in, and I'm like, what? This is insane. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, I wish I knew because I'm like, yo, I would, I would take the fucking ferry and go all the way over and, like, listen. Oh. It's like, man, I would have done it. Yeah. But, uh, but so I, I've you always. still like, do it. Daniel, I think you have the personality to be a radio host. And that has no age and no cap and no limit. And now in the world of podcasts, like we can just do that ourselves, right? We don't have to, to, to go the traditional route of radio and, and going up the ladder and stuff like that. Very true. Um, I have a podcast that I'm trying to develop and I got to set it up because I got a deadline of, oh my gosh. Okay. You're like tomorrow. So, no, I'm looking at it because I have like, notes here. Because uh, I, I have a pitch option with uh, Spotify, and that oh. takes place on November 28th, which I believe is the weekend, which is weird. But it's for something I've been trying to develop. We were going to do it at Rat House, but there's a, there's a musical component to it that, mm -hmm. you know, you need licensing for right. everything you do. So, mm -hmm. so well, yeah, I, I gave a soft pitch. They liked it. And they were like, all right, well, we'll set something up, blah, blah. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, radio is, radio is something I, I started with, I grew up with. I worked mm -hmm. K-Rock for a bit. I did a lot of stuff. So radio is big to me. So mm -hmm. now podcasting is like, F it. It's, it's huge. Right. I, I worked with uh, um, Kevin Smith at Smodcastle when wow. uh, Jensen, Jensen Karp started his first podcast, which was mm -hmm. Get Up On This. And uh, I, I was working there with them then, and it was like, I see what podcasts are about. This yeah. is it. And, and it was like, everybody laughed at me, like, you're an old man. You're just listening to talk radio on demand. That's all you're doing. And it was like, yeah, but it's good. And, you know, now look where we are. Look at where we are. Well, let's get more into that later, but good luck with everything with Spotify or as we say in this business, break a leg. Um, but let's get into some Will Smith uh, business here. Yes. Uh, for our new guest, Daniel is new to the show. We kind of go through some qualifier questions here. Um, yeah. Questions, you know, for me to make fun of the answers. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so not going to be um, as, as uh, many as usual, but um, just tell us, how did you become a Will Smith or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan? Okay. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan actually started with my favorite episode. Now, this is the problem. My favorite episode wasn't until season two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Season two, episode one, it's the Tisha Campbell episode with the earthquake, oh, where yes. they're all trapped in. I mean, come on, like I had to write notes just to make sure I have everything right, the things I had to say. Like, you know, that whole, how she was like completely fake. And for yeah. him, it blew his mind. It was like, all right, the hair, the nails, the eyes. He was like, I don't even know anymore. And I'm sitting I there like, that. classic, I'm gonna get you sucker. And yet they were able yeah. to bring it in to this. And I was like, this is genius. This is what funny is. And then yes. he does that song where he goes, stuck in a basement <laughs> on a tricycle, girl getting on my nerves. <laughs> went out of my mind, the girl was fine, didn't know if her body was hers. Like, I love that. I that is a great that. episode. I used to sing that for days. The like, can when he's like, don't you have nails? It's like, here, 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 here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nails, huh? Here, here. And then what? Uh, what she say? Don't tell him about the breath mint. And then she was like, he was like, breath mint, breath mint. I loved it. It was like just being locked in there. They turned on each other. That episode was so good. It was smart. It was quick. It was funny. Um, they were able to get the jokes in and then move away from them. They didn't sit and hover on the jokes. Right. And then I think my best part 
favorite part of that was um, also when Unviv finally gets in there. Like, you know, Uncle Phil breaks open the door, Unviv walks in, and she goes, where is, uh, let me see, what was her name? Uh, oh, yeah, where's Kathleen? And she's like, <laughs> I'm right here. Oh, oh, baby, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. I was like, okay, that was funny. But I'm like, I look at it now, and I watched that episode recently with my daughter, and my daughter was like, people didn't wear wigs back then? People didn't wear the false lips? Like, I mean, I don't. She was like, this is a daily thing for women now. I don't understand how that was. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I hate to say it, but different time. Different Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. But the 70s was like chock full of extensions and fake nails and stuff, and 60s and 80s were more like natural or yes. makeup. Very true. But I do have a story with Will Smith involved. Ooh, uh, let's get into All it. Right, so I was working, I think I was uh, Joe, my, my best friend, you know Joe. Um, mm-hmm. He was, uh, I think he was the PC for the Nickelodeon uh, Choice Kids' Choice Awards. And right. so. I was uh, I was like yo yeah I don't have nothing else to do I'll work I mean, I'll work a weekend. So you remember what year it was? Uh, I was a PA I was just a simple PA running around but uh, I got to have the cush job you know mm-hmm. uh, handling all talent. So Will Smith was there that year and so I'm I had to run clear across a lot all the way to get the freaking go kart or whatever that little golf cart and yeah. then drop to where he was and then I I saw uh, Mrs. Smith ready to go and he was like don't call me Mrs. Smith I was like I'm not gonna call you Will I don't know you so <laughs> he, was, he was like just call me Will don't worry nobody else is around I was like all right Will <laughs> and we're in there and we're in the car he's quiet I'm quiet we're driving and Joe's like Shh, uh you, you got the package and I'm like yeah I got the he was like that's not what we said that's not what we said and he literally did this just to make everything wrong and I was like the eagle has landed. And he was like, all right, perfect, perfect. We'll be waiting for you at the, on stage, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then Joe's like, everyone else is checking where they are. You know, what's your 20? What's your 20? And then Joe goes, we had a conversation earlier about, like, don't leave someone hanging. If you're starting something or a bit, you can't just not do it. So Joe begins to start a bit, and he goes, uh, Daniel, all right, so you're there, and everything's good. How far are you from uh, over there? And I was like, eh, probably, like, two minutes. He was like, two minutes? Or like three or four? I was like, maybe like, <laughs> he was like, all right, cool. Three minutes? That's good. And he goes, Shh. in West Philadelphia, born and raised. And he stops. Yeah. Somebody else picks up. And they're like, on the playground, where I've been most of my days. Somebody else picks up, chilling out, maxing, relaxing. And then it comes to me. Oh. And I'm looking at him like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he takes my he takes my walkie and yeah. starts finishing up the line and oh keeps going. God. And then he even went through the like the full the extended verse. cut. Yeah, because you know nobody knows it. He had it all. And it was just sitting there like, yo, this was the dopest moment I think I've ever had with a star. And I was just like, I'll never forget that. Nice That's guy. So great about Will Smith. He never shuns that. He's never like, I'm not doing that. It's never that air of attitude, like he'll wrap that till the day he dies. <laughs> You know, I always find it funny when you meet celebrities. Like, I've met a couple of celebrities that introduce themselves, and I always want to be like, I know who you are. <laughs> Wait, so question. I know I know you've met um, you've met Idris before, uh, and it was for a junket. Did he introduce himself, or was it just, all right, let's go? Um, I actually met Idris Elba one other time. It was at the NAACP Awards 
Okay, I didn't say that right. I always get it confused with the basketball. Yep, like. I, same, same. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to try it. I don't know. <laughs> the NAACP Awards. I did meet him. I was sitting like in in a row in front of him, and he was like kind of kind of in the corner, sitting behind Oprah. And after the show, there was like a whole mad rush to go uh, take a picture with him uh, for people. And then I was thrust next to him, and I was just telling this girl like, "Can you take a picture of us? Can you take a picture of us?" He, he was the sweetest thing, and he took a picture with us. But my phone had died, and I had to rely on this girl's phone. And so I was so freaking nervous. I was like. Did I tell her the right phone number? Because I like text that picture to me. I didn't know this girl, so oh. if I never got that picture, I would have died. And I never, I the whole ride home I was like, did I give her my correct phone number? It's crazy. <laughs> but at the junket, yeah, I did a junket for Molly's game. He did introduce himself, like and Jessica Chastain, sweetest thing. And I was, I just want to be like, I already know who you are. Like <laughs> two other times we met and. Oh, it's just it's just so funny. It's so funny. I I hung out with like Zoe Kravitz, Chris Pine, and it's it's just always a weird thing when they introduce themselves. Like I don't know who you are. <laughs> That's the good stuff though. That's the good stuff. They're oh hey I'm blah blah. You're like yeah yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I my the ultimate goal to this podcast is to meet Will Smith and Alfonso <laughs> Bear, all the cast. Like this is the goal. So okay. Yes. Um. What is your favorite Will Smith movie? That's hard. Um, it cycles according to how I'm feeling during a particular time. Seven Pounds is a really good movie. Oh, like, I haven't seen that. At moments, like the whole. Oh, you haven't seen it? Get out of here with oh. that, dude. I know. It, I know about it. It man. It like okay. One Will Smith film that I can say is a great film that I've never seen. I will say that, which is the one. Uh, um, um, Seven Nine Man. The one with the where he's with his son, he's like homeless and blah blah oh, blah. You haven't and seen the Pursuit of Happiness? I will not. I will no, not. No, that's how I feel about Seven Pounds. I'm not here to cry. I'm not. I can't even watch This Is Us because I'm like I hear people tune in just to cry every week. I'm You're not here to do that. Will Pursuit of Happiness episode? Yeah, well, we no. can watch it together. I'm hoping at that point we'll be able to be in the same oh, room together. God. I don't want that where you're going to be able to look over at me and that ugly tears coming down. Like, oh, okay. I think I'm that's what happened. You know, I think I it was the pursuit of happiness, and then Seven Pounds came out, and I was like, I'm fucking emotionally exhausted by Will Smith right now. And I think before that was I Am Legend. <coughs> and I was like, where is 90s action film at? Because I am sick of this Oscar Beatty films. <laughs> but I, I, I do love I Am Legend, but you know what? Truth of the matter is, Hancock is one of my favorites. Have to see that again. Here comes Will Smith taking it upon himself to say, you know what? We need a black superhero. And I have time to make sure that a script that's good enough for it actually happens. And he did it. And it was like, I loved it because, yes, he was definitely a black superhero, but it wasn't, it was at a time where we were kind of concerned about that whole thing of, okay, when a black film comes out, is it overly black? Is it going mm -hmm. to go ahead and distance other people that aren't black? Because yeah. they're like, I can't relate because I don't have or share that experience. And he made sure that that wouldn't be the case, but you would still know that this yeah. character is black. And I loved it. That's like the kind of actor he is. You know, he is a black man, but he picks roles that would be marketed to white, white people. Um, I think that's the same trajectory that Michael B. Jordan is going in. And yes. I think he specifically said, send me the scripts you're going to send to, to uh, I don't know, Brad Pitt or something like that. Yep. Send me those scripts. Mm -hmm. um, 
What's your least favorite Will Smith movie? It's one that did not resonate, that you're just like, this is kind of terrible, or your guilty pleasure one. Well, I, it's not a guilty pleasure one, but it's one that I, it, it is my least favorite. Um, I know a lot of people would say, oh, Gemini Man, because that was really bad. No, no, yeah. no, friends. There's something worse than Gemini <laughs> That is actually that film with his son, where it's uh, like the Scientology story. I knew you were going to say that one. Really bad film. After Earth? Yes. With M. Really Night bad Shyamalan? Film. Oh my god, not put together properly. There Does were that count as a Will Smith film? Well, I mean, it's Will and his son, even though, yeah, uh, Jaden was in it mostly. Um, but Let's be fair. Let's do a Will Smith starring vehicle. Okay. Then it, then Gemini Man. Really? It, I haven't seen Gemini Man yet either. It's, it's a movie. guilty pleasure, also a bad film. So that's where it is for me. Because I like Will Smith action. I like action Will Smith. And mm-hmm. we get that in Gemini Man, but it's the... It's the CG that makes the entire film not hold up well. But then yeah. there are some, like, there are some quote-unquote cinema sins in the film. But you can look well, past let's them. Let's just preface this conversation. There will probably be spoilers. Gemini Man came out about two years ago now. So, and of <laughs> course, the, the Fresh Prince is always spoiled because that's over 20 years ago. So, there's your warning. Um, yeah. Yes, go ahead. Continue. But, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely I'm a Will Smith fan. So much so that, uh, like... The Matrix uh, is, like, pretty much my favorite film. It can be yeah. a horrible thing, but remember, it was going to be Will, besides, instead of Keanu. So, All these times are like, I, it was going to be this person. I'm like, but it kind of worked out it wasn't this person. Yes, very true. Um, ooh, also, one that, oh, my God, another guilty uh, pleasure for Will Smith. I have a lot for Will Smith. <laughs> um, movies, though, but uh, um, Wild Wild West. It's a fun I movie. didn't think it was that bad. I didn't. I loved it. It's a fun movie, but people will poo-poo all over yes. it. They're like, oh, man, it's horrible. That giant spider, you know, that's just leftover it's from uh, Nicolas Cage's Superman. I don't care if it's leftover from that. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It's <laughs> steampunk. steampunk. That's, that's what it was going for, <laughs> you know? And that's why I'm like, and people are like, oh, well, you know, I... I happen to know about film, and, you know, so this is why it's horrible. Okay, cool, cool. And what's the last movie you... Oh, you, you have... Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. made nothing. Let's go with nothing. Let's, <laughs> let's, like, calm down. I'm not saying it was a cinematic masterpiece. No. But I, I, I look at a film, and I know what it is. I don't watch Mars Attacks, and I'm like, Jack Nicholson, and... and, and what's-her-face is in here, so it should be Oscar-nominated Oscar worthy. Like, I know what the film is supposed to be. I know the people attached to this. It's just, like, a bunch of people having fun and people I like to watch on the screen. It wasn't that bad. And they they knew, like you said, they knew what the movie was, and it was there mm-hmm. for fun, and that's exactly what it did. It was a blockbuster for that reason. And there mm-hmm. you go. It was just like, sit back, you know, dispel disbelief, and enjoy Exactly. And enjoy. Um, so now we are going to go into the episode. We're just going to dive right in. Um, so we were the last time we were on, I think about a couple weeks ago, a lot has happened in the world. I mean, a lot of ha- a lot happens every day. But um, since then, I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. I think I cracked the Instagram algorithm because the Instagram page has been blowing up, guys. Thank you so much for the support. Okay. Um, all the likes and the follows that I've been getting getting over the past couple of weeks have been amazing. Um, we learned that Janet Hubert is actually going to be part of the uh, 30th reunion show. Yes. 
That's huge. What do you think about that, Daniel? Do you, I, you know about the whole drama there? Well, uh, essentially, she says Will got her fired, and mm-hmm. uh, she hated him for roughly you know, 20 some odd years. Uh, and uh, it's been where she's gone on different things. She's gone on a complex. She's gone on a comedy hype. She's gone on a bunch of other stuff. Just saying how much she definitely hates him because mm-hmm. he took her, like, you know, her kind of, you know, you took my star away. And then yeah. at one time, I think I heard, but I don't know if it's true, she tried to play the whole, you know, uh, race within race card where it was like, you know, it was yeah. because I was darker and that was why. Yeah. And that, Colorism, well, yeah. Uh, but, so, what was the reason that Will gave? Was it just... He, he has... Heads? I, without trying to put her down, we weren't yeah. there. We actually, nobody knows the whole story. I think she is a fantastic actress. I think she's well, also okay. had some a few issues on the side, but he has, in a classy way, has never really just kind of expanded on that. Um, I think he said he kind of flipped at one point um, earlier in his career where he was like, you know, she was crazy and, and this and that and the other thing, but that since then has always given her well wishes or has never just, you know, commented on that. Um, so we don't know what really went down um, because Anytime somebody says it's diva behavior, especially when it refers to a black woman, you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt. Yo, it's very true. It's very true. You're like, hold on, slow down for a moment. And when you do hear it, the first thing now that rings in your head is protect black women. You know, it's like, yeah. that's the phrase. So you're thinking about it. And you're like, was was it that she was problematic or was she doing exactly what other people have done? And you were just like, well, I'm not taking it from her. You right. know? Like I, so, I don't know, but you're right. He was the, he took the high road, mm-hmm. you know. He listened to Michelle Obama. He went high, and he never said like, "Oh yeah, you know, she's blah blah." He always says we had we had differences. I I know I heard that they had differences. But hopefully, hopefully they read they read table talk this and they actually kind of like say what actually happened. Was she told something different from the studio heads when the show started? Was it like we were equally going to give these people screen time and not really focus it focus it on Will Smith, or was it you know fame did kind of get to his head and he was pretty young. He was I think he was like twenty years old. So yeah. did that get to his head and maybe he had some diva behavior? We don't really know. Um, you know today we would know in the realm yeah. of social media and everyone just you know blabbing their mouths. But uh, hopefully, I think this reunion show is supposed to air sometime Thanksgiving weekend. So hopefully we'll get some answers then. I hope they make a whole thing about it, like a whole weekend about it. Like, you know, they'll have the uh, anniversary. They'll probably have a airing of something where they sit and watch. Uh, then they'll probably do a red table talk. Like, you know, I would, <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, I would like Shit. all of that. That's I, I had made a joke. Know. I was like, she needs to come to the Red Table Talk. <laughs> What's interesting enough is they did the promotional photo. They released that. She's not with any other people, any other cast members. She's with Will only. So how much did HBO Max pay her? That is also another question, isn't that it? That is a big question. And I wish it's like, well, how are we ever going to get the records and the numbers? But it's like you have to wait till yeah. years later where you're like, oh, okay, it's now public. Yeah. So. Because back in, I think it was 2011, she was like, I will, there will never be a true reunion show because I will, I never want to be in the same room as those people again. And it was a little bit harsher than that. But she was just like, that's it. I hate those effing people, basically. Oh. And how Alfonso Ribeiro just 
Oh yeah, he had a whole stand-up routine and all that. Yeah, dude, that's insane. I, I did so much research just to be on the show, and I know so much now about the French Prince. And I'm like, I oh, need, so let me let me tell, let me spill the tea. You know, like I know it all. I need the Lifetime movie of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because I, oh, I yeah. found out I found out that Lifetime put all of their movies on YouTube for free, and I've mm-hmm. just been watching them. They're so terrible. Oh God. They buy the Bell Full House. Well, I mean, that's the thing, you know, that whole thing with any Lifetime movie. I don't care, even if it's based on something real. If Mm -hmm. the person, like, let's say, you know, we're running crazy here. Let's say Alfonso Bear had a a drinking problem and was abusive. The way they let you know that happens on a Lifetime movie is he'll have a goatee and a wife beater out of nowhere. (laughs) Oh, my God, he hits his wife, and you just know. And then it's like, that's it. So that's the thing about Lifetime. I'm like, eh, not that great. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to ask your quick opinion <laughs> on the reboot show. Have you heard about the reboot show? No. Morgan Cooper. What are your thoughts? Tony is not for it. I'm like, there is space for it. It sounds mm-hmm. like a good story, a dramatic retelling, but it's not. I think there's a, a good side to that, especially dealing with classism, mm-hmm. which is briefly touched upon in the in the 1990s show. So what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm down for it. Uh, same reason. Actually, seeing how they're going to be able to really adjust to it. It's like, all right, here I am coming from Philly, and where I was in Philly wasn't great. I come over here, and it's supposed to be like, it's a true juxtaposition. How do I kind of live with that? It's not Prince and the Pauper, but it's, okay, poor to rich. And the thing is, also, they're going to do the whole thing they have to. Well, they address where it's like, okay, just because you live here, I'm your uncle, I'm your auntie. This is our money. It's not your money. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that I always wanted to see on yeah. the show. I was like, that's too... You're not going to see that on a sitcom. But no. I want to be able to see it on that show where they're like, oh, we take care of you and blah, 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 but learn right now, boy, this is this is not your money. So mm-hmm. don't think that you have access to everything just because, you know? Like, yeah. I, I want to see that because that's yeah. reality. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, the trailer was great when that guy did it. And I was like, yo, this should be something. So right. seeing it now, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, it's not the most clever line, but when um, yeah, the actor in that trailer played Uncle Phil, he was like, my name's not Uncle Phil. Uh, my name is the law or you know, something to that effect. I was like, yo, I'm for this. I'm for this. Ooh, you know? I was like, oh boy. <laughs> it's not gonna be James Avery, folks. No, not at all. It's not gonna be fun. Only no. making fun of his weight because he'll he'll murder you in your sleep. <laughs> so again, thank you, Daniel, for joining us. We are going to jump right into this uh, episode discussion of Kiss My Butler, directed by <laughs> Rita Rogers Bly. Uh, this is the first of three episodes she's directing, written by Sandy Frank, and I'm actually sad Tony can't be here because she loves Jeffrey, and this is a Jeffrey-centric episode. Aww. Um, aww. So the synopsis is, it is Jeffrey's birthday, and we'll decide to set him up on a blind date as a gift. All right, so let's jump into it here. Um, we open up to a beautiful Jeffrey Butler. He's sound asleep in his little Dickens era sleepwear. Will is just... Nightcap and everything. Nightcap everything. And Will is just horrifyingly close to his face. And then Jeffrey <laughs> wakes up and shouts. In surprise, and oh. the whole family's in the doorway, and it's Jeffrey's birthday. Yay! I don't want a birthday greeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it, it was it was good. I liked it. Uh, that opening was funny. Um, it yeah. shows how they connect and everything mm-hmm. like that. But they use this trope uh, that's an old comedy trope where the mm-hmm. whole thing where he was like the responsibilities, passing of the responsibilities. Okay, you're the butler. Yeah. Blah blah. It's your day. So go get the tea. You know, like he thinks immediately. Yeah. Go get the tea. They're like, no, don't. And then it was like uh, Ashley, <laughs> Hillary, yeah. Will, Charleston. Oh, like, <laughs> And it's like, that's a bit, that one bit is a bit that's in classic TV. Yeah, I forgot what I Love Lucy, when Ethel um, had to play as Lucy's butler for an episode. Uh, We saw it in the Ellen DeGeneres sitcom, where the same thing happened. I think it's a Monty Python bit. Yep. I think that's what it is. Where that whole passing on, passing on, and then it doesn't get done. (laughs) No one wants to do it. And it was just like, yo, like... I, I like shows that kind of take something that's been done, change it around a little bit, yeah. but still, you know, like pay reverence to it. And it's right. like in comedy, that's a big thing. And mm-hmm. it was like it's a callback on top of making your twist to it. And I'm like, I, I get a new appreciation for the show now when I watch it. Like yeah. all the little things that they do. And that was one that was like, okay, this is great. And then we got Ashley rapping. Yeah, we got Ashley rapping, but to your point, it's all about the timing, too, because that could have kind of failed. It could have been, like, corny, tropey, but their timing was so good. The timing was so good. The rapping was still, it was, ha, 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 a baby bubba, a baby bubba. It was like, (laughs) so that was not, like, the best, but it was still like, all right, cool, it's cute. You know, it's, it's like your kid draws something for you and wants you to hang it on your fridge. You're like, this is horrible. You're gonna hang it up because it's for the kid. So oh, exactly. That, her flow was on that same level. I was like, ooh, but okay. All right. <laughs> but after the tea bit, I was actually <clears throat> about his plans, and he's like, he's gonna watch some BBC show called HMS in the Four. I don't know these old ass BBC shows. I don't know. Um, but I did look it up. It's a comic opera. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And a David Frost interview, and Will's just like, oh, this guy can party or whatever. And then yeah, the cold opens end with this, ends with this uh, this rap, and I kind of feel like um, James Avery kind of broke a little bit, and I feel like yeah. uh, Joseph Marcel broke. It just felt like something that was kind of like they were taken <laughs> off guard yeah. with. There are cute. moments in this episode where they break, and I'm like, okay, I wonder how many times they shot this, or yeah. were they like, you know what, well. You know, because, you know, there are moments, you know, on shows, um, you can do the dress rehearsal, and you film the dress rehearsal, and then after that, you also film the actual lives in the audience, and whatever one is best, you edit, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm wondering, I was like, dude, did they break for dress rehearsal, and then also on the actual, like, <laughs> the audience, they also broke? Like, the joke was that good? Cause yeah. Because so the this faces episode, they made, they were like... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> cracking up. Um, <laughs> Eyes bucked out and lip puckered, and it was like, hmm, and you're like, all right, come on, guys. You clearly want to laugh. That was cute. It was so cute. Um, so the cold open ends with the Banks family coming down from Jeffrey's room. They're pleased with their little morning birthday greeting. Hillary says that it's nice to do something for someone else for a change, but then she immediately asked Ashley to make that tea, yeah. and I'm glad the tea thing did was not dropped after the, the credits. No, yes. They were like, all right, we're carrying it over, but I, I do love Hillary with her laissez-faire attitude. And then yeah. when her mother tells her to do something, she's like, don't talk down to me. <laughs> I know. She's like, why don't you introduce 
introduce Mr. Teabag to Mr. Teapot and oh. Mr. Boiling Water. And Bombit is like, how about we take Mr. Allowance away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk down to me. <laughs> like, now threaten Hillary's bag. Uh, <laughs> so oh then um, Will comes in with an idea of what to get Jeffrey for his birthday. He does this really exaggerated feminine strut back and forth. And Uncle Phil quips, you know, Lil Richard. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, because he could have went anywhere with it. And he was like, yeah. Little Richard. And then Will answers with, oh, God, a, a phrase that wouldn't hold up well now. But he's like, no, I'm going to get him a woman. And I was like, oh, that's, uh, Yeah, boy. I got like a blind date for his birthday. That that cringes the hell out of me because I'm not built like that. Like, I'm, no. I barely date on the regular. I'm not doing a blind date. <laughs> Oh, dear God, no. No, not even remotely close. Oh. Yeah, well, both are just like, you know, Jeffrey has to get, you know, he needs to get busy or whatever, and then Carlton comes in like, well, Jeffrey's busy enough with all his chores. Sweet Carlton. Yeah. Sweet and say Carlton. It's like, ah, oh, poor Carlton. The world looks great to you, doesn't it? It's always, yeah. you know, cotton candy clouds. He's happy. Well, it's just like, you, you, you don't get it. And I feel like um, the past episode's were directed by Jeff Melman and kind of with different writers, but they weren't that they weren't that pleasant because they're always like laced with some minor homophobia and a lot yeah. of like, colorism jokes and all this stuff. And it's just very like uh, dated stuff, very friends, you know. And I'm glad they just went the way of you. You wouldn't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> they they did do the homophobia where immediately he went for Little Richard instead of something else, and then later. When he's talking to, um, when he, when Will is talking to Jeffrey, and he's like, um, you know, yeah, you know, woman, blah blah. I'm, I'm not assuming too quickly or whatever he says, something like that. Is that homophobic or is that like kind of a little progressive? You know, <laughs> he's acknowledging that he shouldn't be assuming. That's very true. That is progressive, but it was just like, hmm. All right. I mean, the way it is under the assumption of if he's not interested in a woman or this woman or this thing that Will's trying to do, then he must be gay. I do get yeah. that. And that is kind of like that whole, oh, okay, well, um, maybe I may be assuming, you know, blah, blah, blah. it's like, it's like what they call like forced outing, but it's like, mm -hmm. you know, so that was like, oh, I can see someone getting upset at it. I wouldn't because I get the joke, but yeah. I can see someone like, oh, time to write a letter, you know? Like, <laughs> It's just like, dang, that does suck where things don't hold up in, in that way. But actually, you know what? If the if that show was out now and they did do that, mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would be offended. They'd be like, ha, right. oh, okay. All, All right. right. You know, it was it was just a tap on the shoulder. It wasn't, you know, blatant. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like worse things, right? Worse egregiances, especially from these 90s sitcoms. Exactly. Especially when there wasn't like, uh, it wasn't uh, with a negative connotation. So. Yeah. Exactly, because uh, you know, with you know, the show Friends, there was a lot of gay panic, a lot of gay jokes, even with like Buffy, even with Martin. You know, Martin had very problematic <laughs> TV show, as, as uh, much of a classic as it is, and how revered, revered we want it to be. But um, not a Martin podcast, so we won't get into that right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um. So Will thinks Jeffrey's birthday plans are very depressing because he just wants to watch television and kind of be in his room. Jeffrey is a lot like me. I, I, I Give me a, a movie in the theaters and dinner, and I'm good. I'm good. And a good dinner, I am great. 
I, um, I am not against it. Honestly, right now, I'm like, all right, we're doing this, and I have to do some running. After that, I'm coming back. I'm going to do the worst thing ever and buy some KFC and sit <laughs> and, like, watch some TV. Like, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I'm love here, here. But, yeah. Um, so, so Anviv loves, loves Will's idea, um, you know, kind of getting a blind date for Jeffrey, but Uncle Phil's like, uh-oh, don't, don't even start. And Carlton's like, yep, because she thinks she's the Chuck Woolery of Bel Air with matchmaking. Oh, my God. Sad. I did love that. I did love that part where she, like, Unfiv had quick little one-liners mm-hmm. for this episode, like quibs, and it was like, and they depended on the reaction of someone else to really yeah. land the joke. I love that, where it was like, all right, she does something, and that's the joke, and then someone's reaction is really mm-hmm. where you're getting all the laughs from, and it was yeah. like, I love it. She sets it up, and they knock it down, and I was like, that was really good, the use of Unfiv in that way. So good. It's very so. rare that this main cast <coughs> fails on a joke. They have really good chemistry together. They set up a joke in the other person, you know, from Tatiana Ali to Joseph Marcel to James Avery and Janet Hubert. Like, it, it's almost flawless, and it's almost crazy that that happens because I can't even at this point say there is a weak performer out of all of them. I can say there's a weaker performer amongst the group, but... Yeah. In terms of like their comedic timing, especially Karen Parsons, who's my favorite. <laughs> she, she, oh my god, her as Hillary is, she was cracking me up this episode and the next episode. Well, in uh, some ways, I don't know why I knew that Hillary <laughs> was like yours. I knew. I don't know why. I was like, and it's not that like, oh, Mickey reminds me of Hillary, but yeah. like I know that you were like, yeah, Hillary's the one. I just Hillary's knew the one. Well, Carlton's, like, my absolute favorite because I love the innocence of Carlton, and I feel like Carlton's a guy I would go for, and I see myself a lot in Carlton, but Hillary, she she's kind of almost like that mean Bel Air uh, valley girl kind of-ish um, about her. Yeah. But she's not mean-spirited. It's all no, just no. innocent and fun and cute, and she's gorgeous, and I've always had Hillary hair envy and oh. outfits. She's just amazing. She's just uh, amazing. I, I could get the Hillary hair envy. That's a thing. Because, like, yeah. you know, friends, they had Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Fresh Prince, it was Hillary. And women were like, Hillary. yo, this is, I need the Hillary. Give me the Hillary. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I get it. And Hillary, once again, had great lines, too. Like, mm-hmm. on this uh, uh, on this episode, that moment where Jazz comes in, and he was like, and Will was like, yeah, I was at the mall trying to talk to honey. And then she was like, oh, and, you know, he's like, it didn't work out. And she was like, oh, it's uh, because you had girl away with you. Yeah, it was just a bow. I'm gonna hit it real quick, and it's like it's like that quick wit that's like on Golden Girls. It was mm-hmm. that fast, and it's organic. It, it was it just so good. And then yeah. he's like, "Oh, really?" And gets all next to her, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Daddy!" And then Daddy. immediately we get our moment with here. Here it goes, Jazz being flung outside, and it was like, ah, this with sitcoms. With sitcoms with the laugh tracks, you can almost feel the setup a lot of times uh-huh. because they do have to have a natural pause for the laugh track. Like, if you guys go on YouTube, you can see, um, like, Big Bang Theory, Friends, they have cut Seinfeld cuts without laugh tracks. Even though I love Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. But you can almost feel the setup, and it's never, like, natural. After all, but I feel like always in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, it's barely let you feel that setup, at least between, like, a few of the performers there. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Their last track was, it, it sounds to me almost specially recorded because there's always one singular voice that stands out and either yes. at the beginning or at the end of everyone's laugh <laughs> on every time, like something happens and you'll hear it like, and it's clearly a black guy. And you're like, yeah. oh yeah. And then after that, they all start to laugh. What? What is happening here? And it's like, it just feels like, all right, Quincy was like, I need that one guy. So it's yeah, different yeah. from everybody else. And they were like, we got it, Quincy. Because that's exactly what it feels like on that show. Oh, oh. But even after that moment with Jazz, we get the great, uh, like, Lolita reference joke where Will tells uh, Ashley, like, oh, I don't think you understand. Uh, what does he say? Um, uh, oh, oh, yeah. She's like, points uh, for he's, she's like, I have somebody. And he's like, who? He's like, my friend Samantha. Ashley. <laughs> I need to speak with you about the law. <laughs> finer points of the law. And I was like, they went for it. This is good. They went for it. That was funny. This this show was a breath of fresh air from the last episode. It was, I was cracking up. I, I had to watch it first and I did my notes on it because it was just too funny to just stop and start the whole time. Uh, wait, what was uh, the episode? Because you said it was a breath of fresh air what was the last it was the one it was the halloween episode when they were in the mall and they were trying to get dates for hillary's halloween party oh. and it's tony and i don't like the episodes where carlton and will are fishing for women because it's very like it's very predatory and it's not clever and it's very like it was it it would have been good male perspective on this was like is this really how a teenage boy would think or act all the time like maybe maybe not but it feels like they're a little bit of a caricature of what a teenage boy is there is a super cut of like uh uh will hitting on uh women uh all the time like all the lines he said and blah blah there's some super cut on youtube and it was just like oh geez it's it's funny because it's like these are horrible lines man like mm-hmm. I can see you just like crash and burn every time. Yeah. It's like, it's funny because the character doesn't understand why it's not working. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, dude, it's, it's horrible. But I can see how you're saying, yeah, it's, it's, it's rather predatory. Yeah. This, this episode was pretty bearable because it wasn't in every scene and it wasn't like he was in heat and it was crazy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, I, I can understand why he was crushing towards the end, but it was like, it felt more natural and organic. Um, but as we see earlier, that I'm sorry, no, I, I was gonna ask you, like moving through the episode, there's a moment where Will uses slang uh-huh. that I remember back then. And he said, uh, like, he was like, oh yeah, you have to make sure you know, she's like, you're not a Melvin. And yeah. I remember like, yo, I remember using that word. Like, well, other people using it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have time to look like, that up. Um, he oh, was yeah. like, uh, hopefully she doesn't realize he's a Melvin. You want to explain that? Well, it's, it's a geek, a dweeb, a nerd. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it, but I remember Melvin being used as the word for a wedgie. Oh. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we'll give it a Melvin. And it was like, oh, okay, all right. That's, and I don't know where the etymology of that comes from, but yeah. I just, it's the way it was, and it was like, all right, cool. Maybe nerds, they're just like at wedgies? I, yeah, I, the correlation? Maybe, I maybe like, but that just seems like too far to go just for, you know, that word. I yeah. I get it being meant for, like, geek or dweeb, you know, like, here's Melvin. 
you can see, you hear Melvin, you're thinking pocket protector, glasses, mm-hmm. you, you just think it immediately. But yeah, for Wedgie, I don't understand why. But maybe oh. Wedgie. Yeah, Wedgie Melvin. <laughs> Going back to Hillary for a minute, I love the way she was wrapping Jeffrey's gift because I am the most terrible at wrapping gifts. Like, I, I, you guys should see, I'm always like this short of wrapping a gift and then I cut a little sliver out, <laughs> just cut and save. I mean, she didn't have paper oh. on one whole section, but I was like, Hillary, I feel you. I cannot wrap a gift. I can't for the life of me if somebody's like, all right, gun to your head, or, you know, like, I'm going to shoot your mother unless you wrap this gift. I'm looking <laughs> at my mom like, Mom, I love you. I'm sorry. I just, look at me. Look at me. Don't look at the box. Look at me, because that box, you're going to die. <laughs> it's not happening. I can't. For the life no, of me, I cannot. It's almost wrap. worth paying for the service, and I love watching them. They just do it like nothing at, like, Macy's, the gift wrapping Seriously. service. Like, Three pieces of tape. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, man, I've got tape galore. Like, I've used the whole roll of tape just to go ahead and put stuff down. And they're like, three pieces, and we're finished. And I'm just like, oh, okay, so your life is better than mine. I get it. But, you know. <laughs> but you don't have to be that way, you know. So here's my money. <laughs> my God. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I, don't know. I can't. So actually saving the day here, she suggests her friend's nanny who had just moved from england and you know she makes it out all she does is just send her her room and myth and you know it's so sad whatever um but also the other funny thing was when ashley and carlton walk in they're like we're preparing this great feast beef <laughs> stroganoff and potatoes all gratin and this apple pie betty and then i was like well when's it gonna be ready <laughs> 30 minutes <laughs> no I he's like 55 to... seconds Yes. Let me know when the new kid. <laughs> They're so clueless, but it's so cute. This oh is just like God. a nice episode of like disparity between you know how they don't really do anything or have any tours or have any like real life experiences. Oh, and that's the best part. That's the best part. That was like that was in your face right there for it, and I was like, all right, yep, this is so funny. Yeah, that's scene so after scene, I was just setting up joke after joke, and I felt like they all landed. Um, so Will loves the potential match that Ashley is pitching. Uh, her name is Helen. And then, um, he's trying to prep Jeffrey for the date. Like, you know, your clothes are whack. And I love when he was like, no, 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 my thing, because that was hilarious. Yes. Well, he's no, 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 like, just so devastated. Oh, but. When he says the whole thing, the the Benverine, he says the Benverine, like, you know, oh, you, you're dressed like Benverine. And I was like, wait, Benverine, oh my God. And then it made me remember how, hey, Benverine shows up later as your dad. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah, so oh my like, God, oh, the most devastating that. episode of this series. Oh, come on, man. Every time people, want to, when they want to make you cry, they play that scene. And, and then he Stop knocks it, the hat Stop My it. part... My part is when he knocks the hat off of his head and then holds him. I was like, why'd you have to do that part like that? Everyone else is like, I'm feeling so emotional. Everyone's so emotional. I'm just like, aesthetically, that didn't make any sense. Why'd you you knock off the hat? I don't get what was going on. (laughs) And I'm the only one sitting there not crying. Everybody else like, oh, man, I missed it. You were trying not to cry so hard. You were like, I'm going to nitpick at this. Yep. Yep. I had to figure out something. But, man, I didn't even know that scene was improvised, they said, like, in... 
Yeah. Oh, God, the show was so good. But, we were getting prepped for seven pounds and pursuit of happiness. And... See, that, it was all <laughs> set up. It was just letting us know what's happening. Yes. That's, what's oh to come. God. Um, so after that, it's funny. My mom makes fun of Will Smith because she's like, he can't dance. And he's always doing these, like, dancing scenes in the show. So he's just like, this is what you should do when you get in the club. You're going to the hottest club. Hillary's getting you in and, and Jazz is DJing yeah. at. And then he's like, you know, Master Will be good. The physical comedy, that dance that he does, it was like, okay, this is hilarious. I was so in for it when he just starts doing that dance. And he's like, I don't want to look like I'm having a seizure or a stroke or whatever he said. And I was like, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. I get you, G. G has the good ones. He always has a good, I got you, I got you. And it was just, it was, it was funny to see, like I said, the whole physical comedy of Will right. And it's just, it kind of extends and lets us know what we can get from Will. Mm -hmm. um, but then we also have some physical comedy with Jeff later, and like with Jeffrey later. It's like, yeah. I love how they build that. And they, they I was going to say. His is much more subtle, and you don't get a lot of it throughout the series, but when Will was like, you need to look funky, G, or whatever, he's like, funky? And he pulls up his little handkerchief from his pocket. <laughs> his is, I love that British deadpan humor. Like, that is yes. my type of humor. I, I, like I said, I love it. I love it. And it's like, uh, for us to change it up and quote-unquote westernize it or Americanize it, mm -hmm. um, besides... G or Jeff Jeffrey doing it, uh, we did have it in, like I said, Golden Girls. I always point that out because it was like they were quick witted and it was dry at moments, but it always worked well and they always landed on the joke. This show does it too, and it does it in different styles with different people. Once yeah. you get filled with the physical movements and things like that, and then we have Jeffrey with the dry wit, uh, right. and then we have Carlton where it's like it's real. Carlton is more self-effacing humor, you know. Mm -hmm. That thing. Everyone has their pocket and their yeah. role to play, and that is what made the show so great. They had a problem cast, and they knew to assign some like extension of what comedy is for each one. And right. I was like, damn, this is good. This is good, yeah, because not not one performer is the same. They all have their own role, and and no two people are doing the same type of thing. Exactly. Uh, so we finally meet Helen, and oh. it is none other than five foot ten supermodel of the world, twenty year old Naomi Campbell, just looking like a size zero nothing. Oh my gosh! And she just came in, just like right off the bat, starts mm -hmm. off and like you know says hello to everyone, and then she does the joke. And it does, was, oh my gosh! Oh, I so was, this. This is, this is so the house and that's where they broke for me, right there. I noticed it. She's like, "Oh, this is your houseboy," and she goes, "No, no, Helen, it's uh, homeboy. That's homeboy." <laughs> and then they cut to Aunt Viv, who's laughing, and then Uncle Phil, who's laughing, and then they cut to Ashley, and she just finishes laughing, and it was yeah. like everyone broke, and I was like, yeah. "That was so good." And then finally, so they cut to Jeffrey. Eye. And Jeffrey, and he's still trying to pull himself together from that homeboy line. And I was like, this is good. This was good. For those who don't know, like, Houseboy uh, was, like, a, a male domestic worker or person. <laughs> yes. 
And then the gay community that has more of a sexualized oh, that connotation. Has a much different kind of connotation. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about a houseboy. A houseboy yes. is now a rent boy in the gay community. So that's yeah, yeah. Oh boy. There uh, you go. Well, but yeah. Will's horrified and also just like stunned because, according to you know Ashley's description, we were expecting what a 50 year old woman to walk in or forties, yeah, right? not a bombshell. That but was. It took me by surprise, but I was like, my goodness. Look, it's Naomi Campbell. This woman is beautiful. This is great. I was like, lucky Jeffrey. <laughs> lucky lucky Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Lucky Jeffrey, lucky Fresh Prince, because this was like at the height of her career. I mean, she hasn't really died down, but she was yeah. an in-demand supermodel. Yep. And I'm always astonished by the caliber of people that they have, been, they have managed to get in by this episode. Because I don't know if you saw the last one, Daniel, but they had a whole bunch of NBC stars, which makes more sense. Um, uh, but then, then they get Naomi Campbell. It's like, Quincy Jones got some power, man. This is like, phone call for Quincy Jones. You're going on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That is very true. That is very true. And I think that was the thing. It was like, your executive producer will never bug you. But, hey, we need you to make a call. And he's like, all right, I got it. You know. Yeah. And NBA stars. Quincy is now. I'm like, oh, jeez. I guess he probably definitely made the calls because yeah, there never I, has been. There are always people who are actively working at the time. Yes, <laughs> they yes. better work the weekends to make this appearance. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, I need you." Okay, no problem, Quincy. Whatever you say. And then they showed up, and they showed up, and they showed out because they always deliver a good performance. Yeah, yeah. A week. There isn't really a. Uh, I wouldn't say a weak performance. There may be some that you said are weaker, but it's never a weak performance, or there's no weak link in their chain. Right. It's very strong, it's solidified, and it's there. And when they bring people in, they immediately bring themselves up to the bar that's set. Yeah. And they're, like, really bad at it. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the gifts that Jeffrey gets for a minute, which oh, is kind gosh. of funny? It it annoys me a little bit, just a little tiny bit, when um, the sitcoms like act like they don't have a past history for the sake of a joke. Yeah. Because they're trying yeah. to act like this is the first birthday that Jeffrey's ever had with them. And as far as we know, he's been around since Hillary has been born, or at least a That's child. Right. <laughs> so it, it was English, they gave him what? It was like English, English coffee, English, English oh, yeah. muffin, and a uh -huh. cologne called like English leather. Like, you would have pulled this off like when you were ten years old. <laughs> like many yeah, moons ago. One those, it's one of those like I have no money, but I made a tie, and you're like, you made a tie? It's yes. made from a towel. You know, like what? It's that's literally what they did. And he has to the British flag. Yeah. <laughs> to hang. So bad. It was so bad. And I'm just sitting there like, poor Jeff. Like, I mean, he has to feel like they really don't love me. <laughs> Like, they're just happy. Uncle Phil and I bought him the round trip uh, ticket yeah. to yeah. England. And she's like, you know, they're visiting your family. He's like, oh, I guess I should drop in on them. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I do like that. Where she was like, yeah, I guess, whatever. Maybe yeah, I then Carlton's like, you know, I put up the lion's share of this. This is, this is great. This is great. Him and, him and Hillary. They're the too much. Nothing. That's what you did. Um. um so they're going to the club, which is oh, called... Yeah, wait, what? You did mention Hillary. Uh, oh! That, that, that Kooji, <laughs> she got him the Kooji sweater, and then, uh, then, oh, well, maybe you should actually just stop ordering him around. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll keep the gift. I'll keep the sweater <laughs> then. <laughs> Come on, Hillary. 
you're killing me here. She is oh, great. She's great. Her I timing, everything is is great. They don't use her for much. They don't develop her much until I think the third or fourth season. So when she is there, <laughs> she's gonna steal the scene. Yeah, yeah. She's not gonna even, make you forget her. Even when they do develop her, she's still the scene. I mean, I, I know you guys haven't yeah. gotten to it yet. I'm just gonna. No, you might get spoiled the series. Mary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, the whole she's a talk show host with Trevor and all that. Yeah, that's always a fun one too. Oh, they but, took away the good Hillary hair, but you know, yeah. it's, it's the the I, I I talked that up to her being on television, so you must be whitewashed. <laughs> you know what? On the next scene, you still had great Hillary hair when we are literally in the club. Yeah, right there. The dress, the, hair, the, dress hair. With the gloves. Man, rock that now. Like, like, she was on it. Everybody was like, you know, to the T. But then we have to still go over the, at times, horrible 90s fashion that yeah. men wore at the club. Like Ashley. When we see, well, we saw we saw Will and Jazz in those weird kind of like panel pastel things. Like, oh, and of course, it can't have a collar. It has to have that short little collar thing. And mm-hmm. my God, I remember having yeah, I remember having one of those shirts. Like, I bet you did. I bet you did. You need to send in a picture. Oh, God. <laughs> I think there are no pictures. I didn't even I like there it. there are pictures. I, I didn't even like it, but I knew people wore it, so I was like, I got to wear it. You know, it's like a thing. Oh, still so bad. Wasn't and then, it hilarious? This club was called Jazz. And Jazz yeah, was right? at the club. I'm like, did he get his name from this club? <laughs> uh, I'm wondering. Like, yeah, I'm like, he's the DJ. It's him. Did he get the name from his club? Is this literally Jazz's club? This is his moniker. He's yeah, right? Club. But did you notice the music that played in this episode? Oh, I did notice it, but I don't know who it was Oh, oh I took the time. Destiny's <laughs> Child? So, Just kidding. First song, <laughs> first song from De La Soul, Me, Myself, and I. Oh. And I'm sitting there like, yo, that is a very, at that time, that was a very recent song. And then along with that, I'm sitting here thinking from like a production standpoint, like, oh my God, licensing. And I know they had it licensed then, but now to play reruns and everything like on VH1 or that's on that, oh my God, you have to pay for licensing again. That's all I'm worried about the whole time. Like, oh, oh. I think Crush Prince is one of those, one of those rare sitcoms or at least syndicated shows that kept its rights to pretty much everything. Yes. And that's what made it dope, because I was wondering, like, why is it taking so long for it to come back to Netflix or mm-hmm. be here and be there? And I'm like, okay, yeah, HBO Max. That was a thing. But w- during that time where it was like, okay, it's gone from there and it's nowhere else, but yet in Europe it's on Netflix or here it's on, you know, why not here? And I just kept wondering, and I was like, I wonder if it had to do with the licensing. But then I looked it up, and they're like, oh, no. They've got all their rights and everything. They've had that locked in for syndication use. They've had it locked in. So it was just like, dang. All right, this show, one, this show is costly, and it's going to be costly forever, but it's also making ridiculous money in the meantime while it does it for its, Mm -hmm. like, residuals and everything else. And I was like, wow. Like, the... They, they figured out the the formula to yeah. make a good sitcom that will continue to make money even after. In, mm-hmm. every, in every way. But so, De La Soul. De La Soul. Writes in it. 
writes in licensing is very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I think I'm going to rewatch this episode using my VPN to um, connect to the UK and watch oh, yeah. the episode on Netflix UK. And I want to see if they have the same songs and stuff there. Oh, that's true. I wonder. So thank you for bringing that up. That's some investigation. Yeah, it's international. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Then they had another one. Um, they had Kwame um, with uh, Only You. You know, only you can do the things I do. I yeah. love that. And uh, that, was, that was when Jeffrey and uh, Helen had their dance together. Yes. You got that was pretty hot. That was pretty hot. Jeff do uh, the, the bat tootsie. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then he was just like, he was going for it and moving. And I, I loved it because it was like, okay, here goes physical comedy now for Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And it worked so well. And uh, Naomi Campbell was actually holding her own. Like, you know, usually when people, when there's one person doing, like, weird demonstrative kind of movements and everything like that, yeah. the other person, like, just plays it down and mm-hmm. usually doesn't move too much. She was like, oh, no, I'm rocking. Like, yeah. she actually had a move. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. She wasn't mean-spirited, which was great. I mean, obviously there's yeah. an age disparity there, and it is Naomi Campbell. She doesn't have the best reputation. Um, but she just had this energy, air of energy, where she was, like, very genuine in her interactions with Jeffrey and was very interested in going out on this date. And when he was just dancing like that, she was like, all right, I'm with it. Let's yeah, I'm it. in. I'm in. And then she even had the moment where she kind of looked at Will when he jumped in and was yeah. like, hey, hey, I'm, I'm getting mine. I'm getting mine. She was right. looking at him. And then the cop picks him up. And then <laughs> we get something that is the first time for Will. Yes. Which is Will getting thrown out. Because we <laughs> haven't had it for the show yet. We've had no. Jazz so many times. But this mm-hmm. is the first time Will gets thrown out. And it was great. It was hilarious. I'm sorry. I laughed. I rewound it and watched it again. I it was, was great. Like, they were fun. quick to grab his ass. <laughs> you know, not. And you know about the, the Jazz shirt deal, right? No, well, no. Okay, so he was thrown out in the same fashion this episode. But Jazz wears the same shirt every time he's thrown out of the house because they uh-huh. only shot that one time. Yeah. So anytime that that they need to do that shot, they make the actor or they make Jazzy Jeff wear yeah. the same shirt. Yeah. So anytime you see him going on the set with that shirt, you know that he's going to be thrown out. Oh, that so is People dope. don't notice that. I did not. Now it's like, oh, I, I, I got this. Got I it. can't wait to tell. Oh. See, this go. is the great thing about having a kid. I can make her watch stuff and make me sound like a genius. It's just like, <laughs> you know, so you were, yeah. You're yeah, you like, uh, watch like a few episodes and be like, yeah, did you notice his shirt? Yep, yep. His... Yep, it's the same like, like brown pattern. It's so amazing. I'm like, I know, I'm your dad. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for, folks. The great thing about this podcast is you're getting you're getting facts, you're getting stories, you're getting information. Then when you go back to work, when the world actually goes back to normal and you're there at the water cooler, you can just spew out facts. And people are like, oh my God, wow, that's interesting. You know a lot about Fresh Prince. You're like, I do. I don't know. <laughs> so back at the bank's residence, Aunt Viv is trying to get some nookie, some nookie, nookie, nookie from and Uncle Phil. Sexual we get, healing. We get, yep, I was like, we get music. Another, that's Sexual. another one. I was like, okay, all right, all right. I see what y'all got going. Mhm. I know. Um, They're like, we're not, we're not that sexless parental unit that yeah. are in sitcoms most of the time. I mean, yeah, you know, later they have Nikki, so it counts. 
There we go. We know they're doing something. Because, hey, they brought them back because, I mean, it is their house. After a while, you're kind of like, where are they? Why aren't they home? You know, so it was it was good for you to be able to walk in on them living life. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Exactly. And then, of course, what do then we Will have? comes in, Cox blocks yes. it, coming towards the end of the episode. But he's sporting the same large bandage that Jazz yes. was wearing after he was thrown out. Yes! I love it! I love it! <laughs> because Jazz had it in the club, and yeah. then Will had it outside of the club. I was like, okay, this is funny. This is good. We mentioned earlier about, like, kind of, like, Will and Carlton's behavior being predatory early on in the, the season. What do you think about Jazz and Hillary, that whole courtship? Which isn't anything new in a sitcom. But... You know, it's, it's, it's not new. It's, it's really, you know, it's, it's been used before. Um, the thing is, for me, uh, I, I don't know why I don't. I don't feel it's cringeworthy like it is for the other characters. And I think it's more because Jazz is a guy who, like, his character takes down from self when he approaches her. And it's yeah. like, yeah, sure, I, I want you to think I have, you know, I'm, I'm a guy with a big ego and blah, blah, blah. But you know, and I know, that I'm really fragile. I'm not this big guy. And it's like, so it, it's sweet. It's yeah. Sweet in a way where it's like, it feels like it's been a crush that's been in existence forever, even though they pretty much just met each other this year. And it's just I, like, so I like and it. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the power dynamic, because Hillary can just give it back as much yes. as she takes it. I think yeah. that also has a large part to do with it. She's not a victim or a damsel in distress. She's just like... Exactly. Exactly. She's not a victim. She's not a damsel in distress. She's not a... Um, um, whatever something pixie or whatever they called it, like she's not a pixie yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ooh, not a fan. I'm sorry, I hate that. I I hate that use of uh, a female character. I really do, and yet I love Five Hundred Days of Summer. But that's exactly what she is on that, and it's like, ugh. and then also on Scott, um, Scott Sunshine, uh, Sunshine of an uh, Eternal uh, Spotless Mind. That one. They kind of do it, and then later they switch over and give her own agency. And then Scott Pilgrim, of course. And it's like, damn it, I like these movies, but they're so stupid and problematic the way they present uh, women. But you're right. The power dynamic is different here. And mm -hmm. it is really Hillary that has all the power. And yeah. Ass knows it. And he's mm -hmm. like, right. yeah, I'll let you be in charge. That's fine. And I'm like, right. yeah. Cool. <laughs> So, um, after Will cock blocks the two, uh, he tells about, you know, the night and how Jeffrey and Helen were doing the Labada, the Forbidden Dance. The Forbidden Dance? dance? <laughs> oh, Uncle Phil said that too. The Forbidden Dance? Yes, the Forbidden Dance. <laughs> um, and then Hillary and Jeffrey walk in from their night, you know, they had a good time, and Hillary's like, Jeffrey's such a great dancer, he was doing backflips. Yeah, that was hilarious. That's that great. Was what I wanted to see. I really wanted yeah. to see them do it where it was like, and I wanted to be that blatant TV thing where mm -hmm. you see Jeff like it's a close, close one shot on Jeffrey with yeah. his hands up, and then he moves <laughs> out of and then they go to a big two or three shot, and it's yes. like some guy that's dressed just like him doing the cartwheel, and then they go back to the one shot where he dismounts, and he's like that. 
I wanted to see that because they've done that <laughs> on the show before. I just wanted to see it, like, and I would have just busted up. But they were like, nah, we're not even going to show it. So I'm going to But I mean, uh, if they did that, it would have made it weird because later, at this moment, we get to see uh, a really, like, sweet moment between Will and Jeffrey, where Jeffrey admits to him that it was like, he's kind of remiss that he doesn't have a son to impart this knowledge to. And it was just like, man, oh, dude, like, yo, Jeffrey's a real person. I, I kind of forgot that, you know? And But the thing is, what I wanted, what I did want from that episode was for Jeffrey to come to the realization that it's like, but that's why you guys are here. That's why you know, that's why that's why Hillary and Ashley and Carlton and you are here because I impart my you know my knowledge to you. I care about you guys like my own, you know. But it was like ah, eh, they didn't do it. It wasn't as explicit, but I think that's where they were trying to go. That's why Will and I hate that I hate that him being vulnerable in that moment was cut by a joke with Will going, "Oh, look at the time." I think. <laughs> yeah. I. I yeah. It was funny because that was what Jeffrey was leading up to, but I feel like that was a moment of vulnerability and sweetness and just like, oh, that sucks, you know, on Jeffrey's part. They cut him right off at the knees. And then after that, after the whole, oh, look at the time, then we get a good moment where he's like, oh, well, she wanted someone. And it was like, I'm insulting you right now. I need you to know like, Less sophisticated to... and yes. slower. <laughs> I was like, yo, he's biting at you right now. You're not even catching it. And then he was like, yeah, so that's why she gave you the number. And then he does the whole, takes it, and then here goes the, the morality the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Break the fourth wall and does the morality moment. Mm. Oh, God. And I guess what we learned here was blah, 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 blah. And then... Right off to the phone. Pushes them. Pushes them off. I love it. I love it. And we never see or hear from Helen again. (laughs) Now, there's something concerning this. In the syndication, there's another portion of the episode that continues um, Mm -hmm. from there. But in syndication, they cut it right there. Ooh, tell me. I don't know. I was Because I read that, and I was like, but what's the scene? No one explained what the scene was. And I'm like, okay, don't tell me that, and not. Tell me. Like, I hate that, and I try to look it up, and everyone keeps saying that. Yeah, they cut it off, and there's a there's a continuing, the continuing portion of the scene. And I was like, okay, all right, that's one article. We move on. It's another. Okay, why is no one telling me what happened? Like, you have to go to the Reddit detective agency. I should have. I should. <laughs> should have, and I would have found it too. And they would have actually had the clip right there. I was like, yeah, well, I'm old man. I'm afraid of Reddit. Uh, I don't know. I know, me too. I'm like on and off of it. <laughs> I remember forums back in the day, and that's exactly what it is. And it's just like, nah, I'm good. I, I feel like message boards were a lot safer, though. Reddit is just, they have everything. They don't give two fucks. Um, no, not at all. Not at all. And then, you know, you type one thing on there, and they're like, I know where you live now. Oh my God, what's. Oh. <laughs> downvote, downvote. Yeah, you're I like, hate no, you. never mind. Never mind. So, oh I even know. All in all, this episode was good. Okay, uh, yes, general thoughts. I definitely liked it. Um, like you said, there are moments with like uh, the comedy, and that's where actually this episode was the one that I figured out that whole theory that they assign 
pockets of comedy or what you would usually consider pockets of like traditional comedy in a sitcom to each person. And then they kind of shift um, the responsibility of that comedy with someone else and someone else takes something else. And it was like, man, that's genius. For example, once again, Will with the physical comedy and then later here comes Jeffrey with the physical comedy Mm -hmm. and then they throw it right back to Will and he comes and he dances again. Like it's, it's a give and take and they all get it. They all get it. And it's like, I'm wondering how much, funny enough to say, how much improv every one of them did mm-hmm. before doing the show or while doing the show. Because they learn the give and take so well. Yes, and is something that's like really in the show. Mm-hmm. All these things where you're just like, damn, okay, you guys get it. A and lot of them are first timers. That's insane. Like you said earlier, to be able to gather this much talent where there isn't a loose, like a, a weak link, that's something that almost never happens. But yet, here it is. I mean, even with Ashley, where it's like, okay, um, her contemporary would be the little sister on uh, Family Matters who went upstairs yeah. and you never saw her again. Yeah. Was, they were just like, well, we don't really have much to work with. We're going to get rid of her. Uh, Ashley. child Yes, Ashley never had that problem. She yeah. made sure that it was like, all right, she contends with them. They made sure to give her lines so she'd always be able to continue going. And it was like they utilized everyone. And yeah. that's what I really noticed starting with this episode. So I was like, gosh, I really like the show, and these are the reasons why. We know a lot more about Ashley up to this point than you would know by any like traditional child actor, you know, say from Full House, because that was basically who was surrounded um, by the storyline. But yeah, she was one of those rare characters that got storylines so early in the inaugural season. Um, What would you rate this out of 10? Out of 10, this episode really gets, I'm going to say, I don't want to start too high. Be on other episodes, hopefully. Wink, wink. Uh, so I'm thinking I'm gonna give this episode an eight. I'm it's so signing really on the eight. Yeah, it's a really strong eight. Uh, it, it it gave so much. It uh, I got to like discover things about the show. So definitely, it gets an eight. It gets an eight. It's got it got laughs in every scene. Um, you know, you got more of Jeffrey. Jeffrey's a great character. Joseph Marcel is great in that in that role um the kids were all great from carlton to ashley and hillary of course has a lot of the spotlight there um the adults were kind of put in the background a little bit and even you know yeah. so will which is, is kind of fine um but i also agree i just i think it's a strong eight out of ten especially compared to the last i think three or four episodes um so yeah that go ahead yeah, no, I'm saying, just like you said, yeah, it, it, it does so much, and it really gives that nostalgia of the mm-hmm. 90s, and that's yeah. great, and uh, if you're thinking about any level when it comes to, like, nostalgia of the 90s, one thing I can suggest is that you sign up with Audible. Right now, audibletrial.com slash Pro, you'll have the option of having the first month free along with one free book. And speaking of the 90s, there is a book right now by Ryan Austin, and it's called So You Think You Know the 90s. And it's a great book that covers things concerning the 90s where you were like, oh, my God, I didn't realize this. I didn't see this. I didn't notice that. And there is almost two chapters worth of Fresh Prince info in this book. So check it out. 
head on over once again, audibletrial.com slash rathousepro. It's the network we're on. And you can go ahead and get the first month free along with one free book. It's not either or. You get both. So check that awesome. out. Awesome. I'm such a child of the 90s. I am interested. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, Daniel. Yeah, trials for Audible are so valuable, guys. So oh. if you haven't had one, make sure you take advantage. Um, I've always been one of those hard copy book people, but I travel oh, yeah. a lot. And I work a lot, and my book bag's already heavy with all of my work stuff, so it's just good to pull up my phone and start reading a book. That's exactly it, and let's be honest, a lot of us are lazy. I know I am. A lot of us are lazy. A lot of us need to read more, okay? Yes. So if we have Netflix on our phone, we can have Audible on our phone. <laughs> Not bad. Let someone else read for you and feel like you're important. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and anything else to promote, Daniel, before we sign off? Uh, no, uh, just besides, uh, well, this show right now, uh, that's what I would suggest. I would just try to promote it and say, hey, guys, make sure you're following. Uh, check out the Instagram uh, because you'll get a lot of information concerning what's happening on this show, even as far as who you're going to have on next for a guest or maybe even the episodes being covered. Let's go ahead and kind of pay attention. Interact with us because, trust me, we want to interact with you. So you can even suggest episodes, maybe. Hey, have you guys talked about this one? Because I think you should, you know? And then yeah. just kind of get the word out. Yes, we would love to put your thoughts on the air, too. Um, Daniel, I think you're joining us next week for the next episode, Hoarding Disaster, yes. which is another one of my season one oh. favorites. So we're I'm... going two for two here, guys, with Daniel. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so join us next week for our all-new episode. And stay tuned for this sponsor shout-out. But thank you again, everybody, for your love and support especially on our instagram page please comment and like and subscribe and please go to itunes and rate us five stars it really helps our ranking and uh the support for rat house productions um which just does a lot of great work and hosts a lot of great podcasts um so we will see you guys on the flip side bye-bye the fresh podcast of la is sponsored by rat house productions they do have a full podcast studio available for rental and producing. So if you ever wanted to start podcasting, but you don't have the equipment, for a low price, you can have a full podcast setup at your leisure. We are also sponsored by Grinding Coffee Company. Grinding Coffee Company is a black LGBTQ plus affiliated and owned coffee business that is aimed at providing coffee to gamers, podcasters, and streamers. They serve high-quality premium coffee to customers around the world with flavors such as Mexican chocolate, Cinnabon, and pumpkin spice. 50% of the proceeds from all company-branded merchandise are directly donated towards a charity of their choice that is in need. Their passion is giving back to those in need, just like we once were. For 13% off your order, please use the code Spicy. And again, you can go to grindingcoffeeco.com. That's grindingcoffeeco.com to order. If you would like to send feedback or any questions to the show, you can email us at thefreshpodcastofla at gmail.com. Again, our email is thefreshpodcastofla at gmail.com. And please rate us on iTunes.